Well, welcome to another afternoon special edition of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright, joined by... Patty Schneier. You know her, (laughs) you'll love her. Let's pray, Patty, to get this show started this afternoon in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Mother, we're just going to turn this hour over to you, and uh, let's, let's pray for all the good things happening here at SEEK and ask for your intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, it has been a day. (laughs) Incredible day. (laughs) I don't know about you. I actually got to, I didn't get to take a nap, but I got to get off my feet for about 25 minutes and I feel like I have gone to Bethany and been refreshed. I have here. not. I've stayed in here with everybody, with all the commotion. I'm telling yeah. you, this booth here at Covenant Network, it is happening yeah. all day long. And we love meeting all the young people here, the students that are here for Focus, for the SEEK conference. And we're so glad to be here. Right, right, Just right. Just to be here. <laughs> Amen. Well, speaking of hopping, we, we don't have any time to waste. We have a bevy full of guests for you this afternoon here on the, like we said, special edition of Roadmap to Heaven from the SEEK 24 conference in downtown St. Louis where we are growing in holiness we're making missionary disciples and we're just having a blast and it's like a big family reunion you I, I every five minutes I run into someone I know and the other night I was walking around and I said oh my goodness that's Dr. Pat Castle founder of Life Runners and today um, you know if Friday's the first Friday we have our Sacred Heart Devotions Saturday's first Saturday and we have our devotions to the Immaculate Heart of Mary that uh, looking at the calendar today is first Wednesday and that's Life Runners Day pray for the unborn Pat it is so great to have you back with us on Roadmap to Heaven likewise Adam you know we are all in Christ for, for pro-life. pro-life. Amen. And you got the whole row of pro-life <laughs> over there. It's like every pro-life ministry you could want to talk to is right there. It's a pro-life shoot. It's right. momentum for ending abortion. So what are the conversations you're having here? As you, as you talk with people and like, Life Runners, what's this all about? And, uh, you know, what, what's this blue jersey and how do I get one? What, what's going on over on your corner of Mission Way? Well, the good news for us is here we are at the SEAT conference and we have a large swath of our culture, college-age culture, that gets it. So they've obviously been catechized. They've had the faith spoken and prayed at their dinner tables. Uh, They've been reached. And so you really see discipleship in action. So the conversations I'm having with these college young adults is that they realize that we have quite literally gone from Christendom to apostolic mission. And so we have like a convention of disciples on Asia Minor in, you know, the year 57 or something. That's what it feels like because that's the attitude, that's the approach, that's the reality of evangelization at such a time as this. And praise God. You know, I'll hear people say, it's never been harder to be a Christian. Well, let's have a different mindset. It's never been easier to be a Christian walk out our front door and there is evangelization opportunities left, right, and center. We just need to say, yes, God, and live our faith 
out. Yeah, and I love it. And, and one of the things I love about Life Runners is you also make it even easier to live our faith out because you give us the jersey that, that says pray for the unborn. Right. And, it, you know, it's, it's an easy to remember, simple message. Yeah. You get the text message. I got it last night or <laughs> yesterday. I, I got it sometime yesterday. Yep. I read it yesterday, last night. Yesterday, that's right. Wear, wear your jersey tomorrow and pray for the unborn. And, yeah, and that jersey, Adam, that you're speaking of, so those that are listening in, uh, best news maybe if you're listening is running is optional for life runners and to give you some encouragement if you're not a runner um, I, I say the non-running life runners are better life runners because they're moving at a speed where you can read their jerseys that <laughs> yeah. say remember the unborn those runners you know the really fast runners you're like what did that person's shirt say so whoever you are uh, listening everyone's qualified we have ages 0.1 to 101 wearing a shirt that says, remember the unborn on the back, to pierce the darkness, to give hope at such an important time to choose life and to do exactly that. Remember the unborn when the world around us is working on dismembering the unborn, the body of Christ is working to remember the unborn. Yeah. I love that. Instead of dismembering, remembering. Yes, and of so course important. we know evil is diabolic, which means to separate. Exactly. So as the body of Christ, we unite. Yes. Yeah. I love that you brought the Life Runners prayer card over with you. I love that image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, and it's not the traditional image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's right. It's, it's a, it, but it's, it's a, a beautiful profile. depiction. Yeah. yeah, profile view. You can see her pregnant. In fact, if you ever watch the Roadmap to Heaven YouTube videos uh, out there, if, if you look very closely at the bookcase behind me, I've got that card on the bookcase, and uh, it, it's near and dear to my heart. And that's part of it. When, you, when you're a life runner, it's not about, you know, you're committing to run this race, that race, the other race. It's when you go out and run, wear the jersey. First Wednesday, wear the jersey. Yeah. When you go to walk like me, if, you, if I'm, I'm a life walker, um, you know, wear the jersey so people can read it. And then pray. Pray the prayer and, right. and pray for the unborn. And, Pat, you know, we got a jam-packed hour here, and I'm so glad we could say hello with you. But I think the best thing, two things first. Can you tell us where we can get more information? How do we become life runners if we're not? And then can we pray the prayer? Absolutely. So if you're not a life runner yet, and you got to wear something, so why not wear your witness and help quite literally give birthdays to unborn children and to help spare mothers and fathers, fam families, the, the pain and regret of abortion. And to think how simple it is, as you said, Adam, that put on a shirt that says, remember the unborn, to, get, to be a source of encouragement wherever you go, grocery store, walk around the block, a restaurant, to school, to church, and to just encourage. If it's encouragement is always part of God's plan. And so, yeah, and then the front of the jersey we didn't talk a lot about, but it's got a big cross on the front for representing Jesus. It's got a Holy Spirit dove representing the Holy Spirit. And then we've got Jeremiah 1.5, which is God's words, God the Father to Jeremiah, that he knew us even before we are in our mother's womb. So the Trinity is on the front. This is just a great evangelization tool. And then finally to pray the creed. The Life Runners Creed, if you're just being introduced to Life Runners, you will really understand the character and chrism of the Life Runners apostolate that started with 12 men and women raising money for ultrasound that is now nearing 23,000. Right now, 
uh, we're at 22,894 life runners wow. in 3,541 cities across 46 nations. Here at SEEK over the last two days, we added on 137 new life runners and counting in the last two days. And it's a beautiful thing. I would imagine God's plan is that we're going to cross 23,000 life, 23, life runners in the next 24 to 48 hours. Praise God for mm. those beautiful, holy milestones to heaven. But the creed, we're going to pray it together. And, you know, listen in and just let's pray to end abortion in an encouraging way and listen to all the encouragement in this prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We believe in the dignity of all human life from conception to natural death. We run as a prayer to defend children in the womb so they may be born and united with our Christian community. We run to build endurance for this race is long and we must keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. We run for awareness so our culture will view all human life as a reflection of your glory, Lord. We run for charity to provide support for mothers and fathers tempted to abort their child and healing support for post-abortion women, men, and families. We run to end abortion for Christ died so that all may live. Guard us all, born and unborn, with your peace, Lord, for in you life is victorious. We pray and run in your name, Jesus Christ, amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray, pray for, for us. Saint Padre Pio, the patron saint of life runners, Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Pat, Beautiful. Wow. Amen. Right? <laughs> right. All right. Should it, we it, end with the cheer, Adam? Let, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm going to give an all in Christ. I know. I'm going to move my microphone so I don't exactly. like blow up anyone's radio here. You got it. I'm going to give an all, an all in Christ. And everybody listening, wherever you're at, out loud, give an encouraging for pro-life. So here we go. All in Christ. For, For pro-life. Pro All in Christ. For, For pro-life. Pro All in Christ. For, For pro-life. Awesome. Well, Dr. Pat Castle, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, remember, go, let's cross 23,000. This, this next 24 to 48 hours. All right, but that's not all. We've got like the family reunion continuing here. And uh, it, this is not just about people we've met all over the country. This is about people we met right here in our backyard, uh, you know, a couple years ago, not too terribly long ago. And Patty, I'd love for you to introduce us to our next guest here. Well, because I, I know her, but you <laughs> know Well, her. this is really exciting. The big, again, being here at SEEK is, is just this combination of unity like you can't believe. It's about witness. It's about, um, like you said, a reunion and then meeting new apostolates as well and making new friends. But you and I, Adam, as we sit here and we're in a great location here on Mission Way, we run into people that we've known for many, many years. And of course, there are so many religious orders and sisters that are here. So beautiful to see their witness. And I always look forward to seeing Sister Ann Weiss because she is originally from St. Ferdinand Parish. Young woman, uh, about the age of my children, went to school with my kids and in between classes of between two of my kids but um ann was just from a is from a beautiful family and she and her biological sister are both religious sisters and i interviewed them they were one of the very first people that i interviewed when i began doing the pearl of great price radio show for vocations because both of them at the time this was back in 2017, mm -hmm. right? 2017. Yes. They were about ready to leave and go into 
the postulancy of their perspective religious orders. Here are these two sisters, both from the same family, from my parish, and I just thought, I've got to get them before they leave. <laughs> so Anne Weiss became Sister Anne, and now, of course, she is a member of the Salesian Order, mm -hmm. and you are here at SEEK. And so Anne, Sister Anne, i got to say Sister Anne, <laughs> it is so good to see you. It's good to be back. Thank you, Patty. So where are you actually um, living and carrying out your charism now as Sister Anne, as a Salesian sister? Where do you live? Yes, so right now I'm living at our provincial house in Haledon, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and it's right next door to where I initially began my journey of formation. So I started out in North Halden for my aspirant year of formation, which is the year before postulancy. So now I'm back there. I live with our sick and elderly sisters who are now retired. We're about 37 in our community. And I am currently carrying out the charism by continuing my studies and preparing to go back into mission. All right, so I'm, oh, I'm going to ask my, my every religious we have on the show questions. Yes. What is the charism yes. of the Salesians? Or, or, I'm, hold on, I have it in a moment. What is the charism of your order? Mm -hmm. And then how is that lived out in the apostolate? Not just how you're living it out right. in the apostolate, but how do most of the sisters live it out in the apostolate? Right. So our charism is for the salvation of young people. Okay. Oh. And well, okay. focus and seek is just like right up your alley. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, exactly. how did you end up here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the salvation of young people is all about helping them live joyfully their faith in this world to be good Christians and honest citizens. Beautiful. And of course, St. John Bosco is, is our founder. Is your founder. Yes. And tell me something about him. You were telling me this when we first ran into each other on Mission Way here at the Sikh Conference. Tell us about the anniversary that your community is celebrating. Right. So this year, we're celebrating a very special anniversary um, in 2024. It's the 200th anniversary of the dream of Don Bosco. When he was a young boy in Italy, uh, at the age of nine, he had a dream where Jesus appeared to him and told him that he was going to have a mission and that he had to help these boys who were fighting and using curse words to become good and that he could not use it by fighting back, that he had to do it with gentleness. And he didn't know how to do it. And Jesus said, I'll give you a teacher. And so he presents to him a woman, it was Mary, and she came. And all of a sudden these boys, they turned into wild animals and he was terrified. In he's, the dream. In the dream, <laughs> in the dream, these boys turned into wild animals and he's absolutely terrified. And she tells him, you have to turn these into gentle lambs. And he's crying. He doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, they turn back into lambs. And he's told this is his mission. And he had to make himself strong, robust, and humble. And so all through his life, that dream and Mary's presence accompanied him in knowing that he had to take care of the poor, rough boys that he would find, um, especially once he went into Turin as a priest. And so that's very much been our mission as Salesians, um, to encounter the poorest young people and help them to become good. That is awesome. So yeah. now that you're here, first of all, it's uh, coming home for you. So I know yes. you get to see some family here, mm -hmm. right, as yes. well, which is beautiful. But now that you're here at Focus, what have you been, what are some of the conversations that you've been having with the young people here? Yeah, I've had some really beautiful conversations, especially with young people we've encountered through some of our other past works and retreats that now we're getting to see them again at this conference. And really just having the opportunity to accompany them through different situations that they're finding themselves in, whether it's 
um, discerning where to go with their studies, where to go into their careers, um, just helping them along as they discern God's plan for them yeah. in their life. How many of you came here to the Focus Conference, the Seek Conference? We are 11 Salesian sisters from the eastern and western provinces of the United States. Wow, and how many sisters are there in your community? In the whole world, because we are an international community. We're in 97 different countries, and we're about 11,000 sisters. We're called, really? We're called Daughters of Mary, Help of Christians, FMA for short. And yes, 97 countries, 11,000 sisters around the world. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. Sister Anne, that's so beautiful. And I know it was beautiful to accompany you just in that short time as you were headed off to become a sister. And every time you come home, it's such a beautiful thing to see you, your witness at our own parish. Again, here at Seek, we're just so glad that you were here, that you would stop by and say hello. Yes. Anyone you want to give a shout out to? I <laughs> want to say a thank you to my mom and dad for raising us in the faith and teaching us the generosity and really showing us God's generosity that we can also live as we encounter people in our mission. Yeah. Well, it's been how many years since you've been in the order now? Six years, six, six. and a half years. So. And, wow. And, that's, and your joy radiates. Yes. So it's thank you. Life. Thank you. Thank Adam. you for but, that witness. Thank you, Adam. But wait, there's more. So <laughs> if, if you're saying to yourself, how can this get any better? We have another native St. Louis in Yes, this here. is so great for and, me. And, and I'm she's having a come blast. Over. <laughs> and, and I want to tell you a story, Patty, that last year on Mission Way, like we, we didn't know who was going to make it here. We didn't know how they were going to get here or what was going to go on. And uh, from across Mission Way, I saw someone out of the corner of my eye. She saw me, and it was as if there was no one else in Mission Way. We ran across the dome, and uh, people <laughs> thought we were crazy. And, and, and now she's known as Sister Maria Gemma from the Society of Our Lady of the Trinity. But I, I knew her by her baptismal name <laughs> growing up, and I was so... like. The, the, Monday, I'm like, I, I, I'm praying, Lord, have her be there. I had your picture out, mm -hmm. ready to go from last year, and it's so great to have you with us on it's the show. It's great to be here. So we have Sister Gemma. Welcome. Full circle. Thank you. Welcome back to Covenant Network. Yeah. Welcome back to St. Louis. Thank you. Again, right. another local, and yeah. I have to, I have to. sorry, I'm very, very proud, another St. Ferdinand <laughs> parishioner, young woman who became a sister, and uh, we're just so proud and happy to always see you whenever you're back in town. But for our listeners, Sister Gemma, tell us um, where you live, a little bit about your community. What, yeah, what's the charism, mm -hmm. and, and what, how, how's that lived in the apostolate? Okay. So I currently live in Corpus Christi, Texas. I belong to SALT, the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. We're a missionary community, so we live in several different places throughout the United States, Central America, and Asia. So I've lived in Texas for about four years now. And um, I love it there. I love um, being a resident Texan. And um, so our community, we serve on ecclesial family teams. So we have priests, brothers, sisters, and uh, laity in our community. And we like to serve on um, ecclesial family teams in areas of what we call deepest apostolic needs. So where a bishop will invite us in to underserve part of his diocese. And so that is like, we have all different ministries, teaching or evangelization, or we have a children's home in Mexico or wow. um, drug rehabilitation in Thailand. So areas of deepest apostolic need um, in like, we're as disciples of Jesus through Mary. 
So yes. how do you particularly yeah. live out? Like, what are, yeah. you're not in, are you in a drug rehabilitation I'm not, no. Where, what, your day-to-day, yes. what are you? My day-to-day. So I teach religion to middle school students. Do you really? At St. Anthony Catholic <laughs> School in Robstown, Texas. I teach middle, or I teach religion and theology of the body. So I'm full-time at our school. I go there in the morning and I leave in the afternoon. Um, I bet your students oh, you're, you're love your den. enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, that's It's great. fun. Yeah, it's super fun. That is fantastic. Yes. So here at Seek, mm-hmm. um, where you're encountering all of these young college students, we're asking very similar questions, but it's so important that people realize how beautiful it is that all of these communities are here because they want to have these encounters with young people. Mm-hmm. Just your witness, of course, to let mm-hmm. people know about the different communities that are here, but also the, the conversations that you can have with them. So how has it been for you this week so far? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been so great. It's just like, it's so, yeah, there's so much enthusiasm, but it's so incarnational, I think is something I've been reflecting on. Just like, like Jesus entering, like, and it still being Christmas season, like Jesus entering into our world and our humanity. Like, it's just so wonderful to see like the humanity of the church coming together and just like expressed in so many different ways. And yet to hear like, everybody's yearnings for belonging and for truth like are the same as mine you know we all have Mm -hmm. the same desires desire for heaven so it's been it's been exciting that is great i love it you know one of the things that when you and i first met it was through youth ministry up Mm -hmm. in north county at a a monthly night of praise and worship eucharistic Mm -hmm. adoration and i remember when when you were going away to go be a youth minister this was before religious life was even in the picture Uh, You you gave me a memento, and on it was this passage from Philippians that I have gone back to I don't know how many times. I give thanks to my God at every remembrance of you. And as I think about, like, you know, running into you last year, running into everyone we know here, what a gift our faith is for these people that when we go out on mission, you know, we've said it here on the show many times, when we say yes to something, it means we're saying no to other things. So, like, you saying yes to the religious life means saying no to... St. Louis being your home, unless your superior says, hey, you're going to St. Louis. I mean, it's out of your control. Mm -hmm. And yet, we're united in the Eucharist. We're united in prayer. And even though it might be another year before you and I see each other, or before, you know, you listening, see someone you know, one of your friends, we all come back together through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, And what a beautiful gift that is. But, you know, that's really easy for me to say because, you know, I'm not the one that left St. Louis to go on this mission. (laughs) You are. So what what does that mean to you to, even though you're away on mission, you know that in prayer and through the faith, you're still connected to everybody here back home. Yeah. Oh, no, it's so, it's so important and it's so special. And being, um, yeah, being a missionary too, like, I haven't lived in Texas my whole religious life, so I said goodbye to other people, and I know I'll move from there someday, too. So, um, yeah, just, like, to know that we truly are united in Jesus and, as well, that Jesus is ministering to the people who I love when, like, we're not together, like, taking care of my family, taking care of my loved ones, um, and that he does the same for me, too, like, ever-present and ever-new, that he's always, like, truly not just uniting us, but he is in all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know um, your family, of course, is so important to you. If mm-hmm. you want to give a shout out to anyone, yeah, you I, certainly I can. I think they're listening. My dad said that they would be. So I want to say hi, mom and dad and Grace and Katie and DJ. Um, but yes, yeah, to all the good people of St. Louis. I was formed here in faith and it was so, um, so important to me, so special. So 
Now, do you think, um, I know next year they, they did announce that Focus is going to go to Salt Lake City. That's going to be the host city Big. next year. Do you think that you'll be going to Salt Lake City? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> or does, my, that, does that decision come later? That's not my decision. Yeah, once my yeah, superiors discern, yeah, we'll see who's going. But um, but how beautiful that for the past two years, while it has been yeah. here in St. Louis, that you were sent to come here. It's been so special. Yeah, it's been so neat. So it's been so, just to run into old people from high school or even from the parish before that so yes. yeah it's been wonderful well sister Gemma, a joy to have you Thank here you. on roadmap to having this special afternoon edition yes but we're just trying to let our listeners get a glimpse of the beauty of this seek event mm -hmm. and how exciting how much inspiration that we get from seeing everybody and making new friends reacquainting with old friends and letting our listeners get a glimpse of this incredible incredible event and tonight is the big adoration night where people can come down uh, Father Mike Schmitz is going to be speaking tonight uh, for free. You can, anybody can come down and be a part of this. There's going to be 25,000 people here plus. Yeah. And uh, so if you're still thinking about it and you want to be a part, tonight is the night where it's an open invitation for people to come down to the Dome. Starts at 730, I believe, yep. tonight here at um, America Center at the Convention Center Just go to archstl.org slash seek. The instructions are there. There's still time to register, but time is running out. Yep. Sister, thank you so much thank for being you. with us. It's so good so to be Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break on Roadmap to Heaven. We have a special treat uh, coming up after this break. Everything, is, every segment so far has been I a special know. treat. So it's, you know, <laughs> we're going so to have another special treat, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. This is like really good afternoon music, Patty. Yeah, for, for where we're at, Mission Wave's kind of quieted down. People are strolling through. It's you know it's, it, it is a classy event, even though you know we're all here in our blue jeans and our uh, logoed polo shirts for pretty much everyone on Mission Way, our, our branded swag. But it, it is a uh, a great afternoon, and here on this Wednesday, as we count down towards the night of Eucharistic Adoration, uh, really the the highlight of focus. It's been a treat to just get to meet some new people, and one of those new people we're happy to meet is Marie Miller who knows a little something about music as well. And, Marie, I'm so glad we could connect today to have you here as uh, you're, you're making a shift in your professional career, saying you've been making music for quite some time. I, I, I've been listening to some of your stuff and saying, you know, I want to give this to God, and, and I, want to, I want to turn the corner here and say, Lord, I, music's for you. Let, let's make this about you. So uh, first off, welcome to Roadmap to Heaven. Welcome to St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. It's such a... A gift to be here with you guys. This is a beautiful booth. I oh, mean, I just you. wish everyone could see this. It's so awesome. Well, you got to go to Instagram, our, at Our Catholic Radio, and you can see our booth there. But, you know, I'd love to hear your story because uh, w when they contacted me and said, would you, you know, we're talking about who can we get on, who are the guests? They said, would you ha want to have Marie on? I said, well, i got a meeting I've got to go to. Let me take a look at her, her music online. 
and I'll get back to you. And I, I got back to the office. I'm like, yes. You know. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of Americana, and, and just that flavor to things. And when they said she could bring her mandolin, I was like, yeah, no, this is a no-brainer here. But tell us your story. How, how did you get into music, and, and what's led to this change that you're making in your professional career? Right. Well, I got into music when I was really young. I started playing with my uh, siblings and just loved it, loved bluegrass music. We moved from California to Virginia, and my dad lied to me. He said, Marie, all the cool kids in Virginia play bluegrass. <laughs> so you got to play bluegrass music. And I thought, okay, dad, I believed him. I was homeschooled. You know, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, But I just have loved playing folk music. I have influenced by pop music as well. And is and the so mandolin your major instrument? That's or do my, you do guitar, other instruments as well? That is my my main instrument. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I interrupted, but I just wanted our listeners to know. So keep going with the story. Yeah, and so, and I just, I absolutely um, just loved playing music. I did it professionally at 16 and uh, got signed with Curb Records and have always had a, a love for the Lord and, and, and had that music in my life. Um, but then uh, this last couple of years, I just started writing more about Jesus and, and I'm excited to release my first religious album in, in 20 years, really. Wow. Mm-hmm. Had you always written your own music before? Yes, yeah. Okay. So I've, but it was I've, secular. I've always been, yeah, songwriter. And there'd be hints of it. You're, if you listen to my old music, you'll know. You know, if you're a Catholic, you'll know that I'm Catholic. But you might not know it if you weren't. And so this is much more explicit and just totally to him. And hopefully something that people can pray with. Well, I think there is such a need for um, just different genres of music that are still with Cath- within the realm of Catholic music. And I know people are always listening for wanting that good music that they can listen to in the car or at home. For me, I love to listen to music when I'm cooking dinner and I like to put stuff on. And so I'm excited to hear about you. I had not heard about you before, I'll be very honest, but I love the fact that here is another young, beautiful woman, talented, and giving your life to God in the way that he's called you to do so through music. And I think there's a real need out there for some great Catholic musicians. So I want to encourage you so much and say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I mean, it's not easy to make that switch, I'm sure. Have you had roadblocks and stumbles, or has it kind of fallen into place? I think mainly the roadblock is just myself, because I think when you are giving your life um, to God in with music, I'm like, I am not good enough to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, they, p- there's holy people. It's like, there's the speakers at Seek. They're the, those people. They can talk about Jesus, but I can't talk about Jesus. But when I decided to, to focus on religious music, I was watching The Chosen. And when you look at the disciples and their lives, I mean, they're still broken, but they're chosen. And so I just thought, okay, Lord, you you choose the broken. Uh, And so I'm I'm here. You know, one of the things I I, I would love to talk about here is the need for this, Mm -hmm. though, the need for good Catholic music that's not necessarily liturgical music, not necessarily praise and worship music. We think of that a lot when we think of religious music, but just good music to heal our culture and, and to be life-giving in our culture. I mean, one of the things that uh, when people say, well, what's your, what's your radio show about? I say, if nothing else, I want the parents driving their kids to school in the morning to have something good they can listen to where they don't have to lunge at the dial as soon as the commercials or the next guest come on and you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't want my kids to hear this. And you can't turn it off fast enough because you don't want to scandalize them or you don't want them to hear something that's inappropriate. And yet, you know, as a parent of former toddlers, some of the music we used to listen to, I was like, oh, 
please, can we grow out of this? I'd like to get into something else. And my kids are at that age that they appreciate good music. Um, why is that important to you? Why is it important to you to create that music and to put it out there, to just say, I'm going to write music? It's not necessarily for mass. It's just music to glorify God and have it occupy a space in our culture. Because mm. music is so powerful. Beauty is so powerful. And so for me, when I think about when I hear a song and a it, it either pumps you up, makes you mellow, it makes you melancholic, it can get you excited. You know, we have different songs for getting us pumped up for a sports game. There's all those things. And so when I hear a really beautiful song about the Lord, it brings me closer to Him. Mm-hmm. And it could be a hymn. It could be something that's just a singer-songwriter thing. And, and so for me, there's been musicians in my lifetime that have inspired me and helped me to want to be closer to God through their singer-songwriter music. And so I just I want to be part of that because I know it has an effect on us, uh, the type of music we listen to. It does. I, I once heard, this is a crazy side note, but it's so true. If you ever notice in um, airports, they're playing classical music in the background very often because they know that it calms people down. And you have a lot of people sometimes that are angry in airports. It has that effect on people. I know, you know, whenever I have to do house cleaning that I don't like to do to help me do it, I put on music that I love and it goes by so much faster and I then enjoy it and I find myself in a happy place and, and I don't mind doing the chores. So it does have that effect on people. So your music, I have never heard it. Tell me what is your aim as far as are you trying to pump people up? Are you trying to calm people down? Are you trying to be mellow or what, what's what's your aim? Yes. Yeah, so or does it depend on the song? It depends a little bit on the song for sure. But overall, I mean, this is going to be uh, music that hopefully calms you down, that puts you in a prayerful place. I mean, there really are prayers in this on this new record. I, I took Take Lord Receive, the St. Ignatius prayer, and put Love music it. to it. Because, you know, that was a prayer that I would pray in adoration. Yes. And I just thought, wouldn't that be beautiful if you were driving your car and you could pray that? Yes. Uh, and so, so yeah, and there's, there's songs that are inspired by St. Therese's Little Way. And so it's it's um, music that hopefully, yeah, is a calming transcendence. I'm trying, yeah. you know. John Paul II says, beauty is a call to transcendence. It stirs in us the hidden nostalgia for God. And that's really my, my goal for this is that, that nostalgia for the, the one that will, only, that will fill us, uh, that, that people would think about him. So beautiful. I, I'm a big fan of that phrase, cor ad cor loquitur, heart mm-hmm. speaks mm-hmm. to heart. And, and one of the beautiful ways that happens is music. And, and so to have beautiful music, to have good music, to have something good in our culture is, is a great treasure a gift. for us in the church. And here's the bonus. Um, you know, we, we like to play good music here on Roadmap to Heaven when we go to breaks. And this afternoon, we're going to make that happen. And we're going to have one of Marie's songs for you as well. And let's let our listeners know again. This is Marie Miller. Marie so Miller. you can check her so, out. How can they find out yeah, if they like Yeah, where, where can we music? find your music? I mean, I've, I found your music, but where can everybody else find your music? Yeah. So um, Marie Miller on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Instagram, Marie Miller Sing. Uh, yeah, any wherever you listen to music, Apple Music, all that stuff. If you put Marie Miller, I'm still the top. Marie Miller. There is a lady that makes quilts. She's the second one. I'm the. F- I'll be the first on Google. <laughs> Marie you, Miller, Miller, musician, yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not quilter, not quilt maker. Wish <laughs> yeah. I could make quilts. Can't do it. All right. Well, Marie, thank you so much for being with us here. We are going to go to a break on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we've got a well. You you hear him on our airwaves sometimes. Is another mystery guest from our friends down in Irondale, Alabama. And I'll I'll narrow it in. You'd hear him in the 11 a.m. hour. So if you know our programming, you're getting closer. 
you got to stay tuned to find out who that is. We'll be back after this beautiful, beautiful song. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. We are back, and the hour is moving quickly. This this whole conference, at it, it, the beginning, it seems like, okay, we're going to be here for a while. It's going to be a long week. And then at certain points you feel it. You're like, wow, this has been a long week. <laughs> and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, but it's moving fast. And moving I can't believe fast. we're past the halfway point. Yeah. All right. Our next guest comes to us. You, you have heard him before. Uh, during daily mass preaching and uh, maybe you've seen him on tv or on youtube or you've gone down to irondale and been to ewtn we're happy to have with us from the missionary franciscans of the eternal world eternal word father patrick mary uh, but pretty much all over the world too it, it could be both the eternal word and the eternal world with as far as ewtn signal goes here <laughs> well, word. welcome father <laughs> yeah. patrick mary thank you so much it's great to be here with you too. yeah so uh you know one of the things that, that i'd love to ask about is especially as we've been talking with so many uh, religious today mm-hmm. um we see you all the time on TV and on YouTube and hear you on the radio. And we always say, oh, the EWTN Friars. But really, it's it's the Missionary Franciscans of the Eternal Word. And what is the, the charism? Sure. And, and I think we all know the apostolate, but yes. what, what is the charism yes, of the yes, order? Yes. So the motto, actually, of our community is from Ezekiel, the lost I will seek out, the straight I will bring back. So there's really a special charism to reach out to fallen away Catholics. There are so many Catholics who have left the practice of their faith, have drifted. Mm. Um, and so we have a very special uh, means of doing that through the media, through EWTN, through television, radio, internet, to really just invite Catholics, especially those who, if they're falling away, chances are they're not going to be coming back to church anytime soon, they, at least of their own intention. But we're able to reach them maybe in their homes, through television, through social media, and that just, again, preaching the Catholic faith, inviting them back to the practice of sacraments. And it's very encouraging for us at EWTM. We hear stories very regularly of those who just came across either Mother Angelica or some program that something hit them, the Lord struck them through what they heard, and now they're back in the faith. You know, they made a good confession, now they're back practicing their faith. So. And what about your own story? What led you to become one of the friars? Sure, sure. So I was a college student at the University of Miami, and um, after my first semester of college, my family decided to come up to Alabama, or from Florida originally. And uh, we went to the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament. This was right after, as a year after the nuns had moved in. So this is December of, of 2000. And uh, it was at the Mass that I just was very much struck by the reverence of the Mass. I'd never experienced a Mass with that much reverence and beauty, the use of the Latin, the incense, the reverence, the nuns singing. I had been into like very extreme heavy metal, hardcore music, and I experienced the beautiful Gregorian chant and sacred polyphony and sacred music. And all of that just really struck me and drew me toward the priesthood um, that I felt a very clear uh, pull toward the priesthood. So I kind of started my discernment. And on our way back down to Florida, we stopped by EWTN, and I ended up talking to the vocation director at that point. And he gave me a biography of St. Francis and then the total consecration to Our Lady by St. Louis de Montfort. He said, you know, finish your first year of college, and we'll keep in touch. Um, So I was very, very inspired by the life of St. Francis, just the simplicity of life. Um, wanted to give all away just to follow the Lord wholeheartedly. And then, but when I, I think in a particular way, the St. Uh, Louis de Montfort, the total consecration to Our Lady, really cemented for me. At that point, I was just ready. Whatever the Lord was calling me to do, I was ready to do it. 
Wow. And so I visited after my first year and loved everything about the, my visit with the Friars, just the joy, the peace. They're great basketball players, and I love playing sports growing up. So <laughs> even on a natural level, these were normal guys striving for holiness, and I love their prayer life, the way they offered the Mass, and everything. It, it sounds like it, it's a living out of what a, a good friend of mine who's a vocation director for an order of religious sisters says. It's about finding the charism that, of the order that matches the charism of your heart, you know, sure, that, exactly. that God puts that on your heart. Exactly. And it's not just shopping like, oh, I could see myself doing that apostolate. No, yeah. it, it's how does the charism match with what God's made me for? Now, Patty, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Fa- okay. Father's not the only one in religious life in the greater Birmingham, Irondale, Hansville area. Your sister recently yes. entered the Poor Clares of Perpetual Adoration at, she uh, did. at the shrine in Hansville. She did. In fact, she, she had been... Um, she had actually been in the EWTN choir before. She was a music education major in college. Wow. And then she was in the Birmingham area. She's singing for the EWTN choir at the cathedral at another parish. And then she's a substitute teacher. But she had been, she had had that stirring in her heart too. So she had been discerning with the poor Claire's for about a year. And then she just entered October 28th, the Feast of St. Simon and Jude, which is, we're so happy. Oh. She's a twin too. She has a twin brother who's in South Alabama teaching down there. Uh, but it brings a lot of joy to our family. And we were able to, as, as friars, we get to visit with the nuns a couple times a year. And so we get to visit them at the parlor and the, the monastery. Aww. So I got to see her just a couple weeks ago. It was wonderful. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we get a great glimpse of the apostolate and, and the work that you do on air. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about the media that happens at EWTN. But I, I, one of the things I love as I've learned more about religious vocations and the different religious orders is life on the inside. And sure. I know uh, Father Leonard has life outside the friary. Yes. And they go on the road, they do all these great social media videos. <laughs> We're doing part of this now. Yeah, this yeah. will probably be part of it. <laughs> if, if you don't follow the, uh, the MFVA friars on social media, you should. But let's talk about life inside the friary because, you know, it is a life of prayer. Yes. But you just said you play basketball and, and do things like that. It, it, and in a sense, even though you're ordained, even though you've said no to so much, you do regular people things too. And yes. that's important to highlight for yes. those that might be discerning religious life. Yes. Yeah, so we are, we are pretty active. We have a, actually a new postulant, Noah, who just graduated from Christendom College in May. He's got a lot of energy, too, so he's a great basketball player, uh, So we, and he likes to run, too. So, yeah, no, we're, I think that really, even when I entered, that really struck me. These are normal guys who have normal, uh, you know, likes as far as, like, basketball and sports and things. Our Friars, there's a lot of football fans in our community, so we try to we follow that with different teams and that. But, yeah, so I think it's like we are just normal guys striving for holiness. That's what kind of unites us, too, is trying to seek the Lord, His will, to, to preach the gospel to as many people as we can. But yeah, we do live a normal life that there is time built in for, for rest, recreation. And so, yeah, we do enjoy getting together and playing sports and, and uh, having recreation together. Okay, I have to ask, did, were you nervous at first when you realized, you know, okay, I'm going to celebrate Mass as a priest, but it's televised and it's going to be all over the world. Getting used to the whole television aspect was that something that was difficult for you, or was that natural for you? No, it was not natural <laughs> whatsoever. Um, God supplied the grace? He did, absolutely. And in fact, but thanks be to God, like the, the time I had my first Mass is a little bit easier because when I became a deacon, I had actually had a month to prepare. We, were, we knew a month ahead of time you know, to prepare that homily. But even before that, as brothers, we would lecture at the Mass. And for me, even as a postulant, my first stage, I remember it was kind of thrown up on us. Like there was some... 
some probably crisis or something that happened, and we did like a live holy hour, live rosary, and I was like one of the brand new postulants, and we were told, hey, get up there and lead a decade of the rosary. I'm very familiar with the rosary, but just something knowing there's a camera right on you. Yes, I got it's real. So it took some time to get used sure. to. Uh, but then knowing, too, as, as one of our former superiors said, just like to know the reach, though, what you're doing, um, to not focus on that, but to know that what you're doing is being spread. You're spreading the gospel throughout the world. And it's, it's amazing through radio, through television, mm-hmm. the, the, the reach, the expanse that we can preach the gospel. Yeah, so it, do you get nervous now or is that part? It's, my, it's much easier now. It's been <laughs> 11, yeah, 11 years as a priest and 21 years in the community. So um, it's still like as far as the mass and those things, too. But sometimes, you know, depending on what it is still like a, a natural level again this isn't my natural comfort level is with with doing this but again just kind of focusing this is like for the glory of god and, and we just want everyone to know yeah. the faith now now what i love is if you're ever in the greater birmingham area you can actually go to mass this yes. isn't just a televised thing you can, you have to get up early yes um but it's worth it for our lord and it's a beautiful chapel and as, as much as i walked in thinking, I know what this place is going to look like. I've seen it on TV a, a thousand times. Same here. It's so different <laughs> when small. you walk in for real. But here's the other thing I want to say, because we, we've talked about this a little bit. When I went down there, a friend said, if you don't go to the shrine in Hansville, the shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament, don't come back. You know, <laughs> Just don't bother coming back. You need to go. And when I walked in the door of the church and was struck by the beauty, I realized oh, I, I know exactly why they, they said this. And I want to bring up something about Mother Angelica, because we're talking about the shrine, we're talking about EWTN, we're talking about the orders that she helped establish. There are so many things down there, like the, the story of the, the jewels that she was given, and she said, okay, these are going in the tabernacle because these are for Jesus, where the rest of us would be like, oh, these are beautiful jewels. I'm going to get some rings, or I'm going to get a necklace. Why is that so important, you know, to have all of these things that are beautiful and precious and to say, okay, these are for Jesus. I mean, the monstrance when you walk in, it's, it's six feet tall. Uh, why is that so important? It's so important. It reminds us that he is God. And his mother would say, there's nothing that's too good for him. And so she wanted to, because she received criticism. Some were made that, you know, there was so, that shrine was so expensive. She, but she would often point out, too, five families paid for the shrine of the Blessed Sacrament. And they got that going. But with Mother Angelica, again, um, you know, she didn't want to hold anything back when it came to the glory of God. And to this day, people are still being blown away and really inspired by you know a lot of people will just they'll see a sign on the road and they'll come in it's not planned and they're just blown away by the reverence again the beauty of the shrine there it really lifts the mind and heart to god it shows the priority who is the priority it's, it's our lord in the blessed sacrament in the eucharist and i apologize i said it was small i was talking about the daily yeah, the chapel, chapel for ewtn EW, yeah. yes that is very small yes i'm yes. and when you're talking about the shrine no mm-hmm. the shrine is beauty 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 for the glory of god and i loved how what i'll quote i remember that mother angelica said was people say well that money could have been used for the poor and she says no you don't get it this is for the poor anyone can come here where else can the poor come and see such beauty that's right and i love that um it's it's anyway yes the shrine is magnificent the daily chapel for ewtn that is a, a I was, it was smaller than what I had anticipated when I went. Oh, sure. But it's so beautiful to see what goes on mm-hmm. in that little space at EW10. What you do there is phenomenal. And I tell all my friends, if you're going to the Gulf Coast on vacation, build in a day. That's what we did. To stop 
in the greater Birmingham area yep. to go to EWTN, to go to the Shrine. There's there's even guest houses. It's like the Catholic, and it, it predates Airbnb, and it's the Catholic version of it. It's, it's fantastic. Um, look them up. Father, sadly, we are out of time for our broadcast, but happily, our final guest is a priest. So instead of me closing this out with prayer, could I ask you to close our, our time together uh, with a prayer? Certainly. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask for your blessing upon us here, upon all our listeners and all who are here at the Sikh Conference. Set our hearts on fire with a greater love for you and a missionary zeal to preach your gospel, your word, through to all those we come in contact with. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly and grant you his peace. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, once again, thank you for tuning in to this uh, great time together here at Seek 24. Please pray for everybody gathered tonight. Adoration is going to be starting in just a few short hours. It's going to be here before we know it. And pray for the fruit of this conference that every one of the 20,000 plus, 25,000 plus tonight will go out into the world and live out the mission, the, the universal call to holiness, the universal call to mission in the church. Until next time for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Father Patrick Mary. And I'm Patty Schneier. Pray your rosary today.